Hey, Hero Makers, April Sunshine here, and I want to tell you about the podcast Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. It's all about the exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired, or more importantly, getting started. Here are some episodes that I think you're really going to love. Heal your relationship with rest and overcome creative burnout. What to do before hiring employees for your small business. And setting boundaries, expectations, and standards in business. As a business owner, freelancer, and side hustler who listens to podcasts, this is another great one to add to the queue. So listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Hero Makers, we need to hear from you as we are planning new episodes for the podcast. So we want to know when it comes to your marketing, what are you still struggling with? What are you wondering about? What do you want to hear more of so that we can continue to give you the tools and support you need to make your marketing easy and make it work? So how can you reach out and tell us what you're thinking? Just leave us a voicemail. It's 615-649-0705. Don't worry, I'll say it again. Here it is, 615-649-0705. And tell us what is holding you back when it comes to your marketing. So again, leave us a voicemail at 615-649-0705. When we give a speech, we want to get on stage and we want to be impressive. Like that's really what it boils down to is we want to impress people and get on stage. We want people to like us. And I think where people get it wrong is they think the way to impress people is to be super funny. And that is a huge mistake. But if you actually get up and follow a framework, which is what we're going to be talking about today, of how to get up in front of people and give a speech in front of any audience, it will change everything. I'm about to start the show. Hello, Hero Makers. Welcome to the Marketing Made Simple podcast powered by StoryBrand and brought to you by the HubSpot Network where we believe your marketing should be easy and it should work. I am your host, Dr. JJ Peterson, and I am joined by my co-host, April Sunshine Hawkins. Hi, April. Hey, JJ. Hey, Hero Makers. April, have you ever been to a wedding where there was a disaster of a toast? (gasps) Oh, yes. (laughs) I knew you would. I I have a little shudder (laughs) thinking about it. But you and I get invited to a lot of weddings. Oh, We've, yes. We're I mean, good party guests. We're good wedding brag, guests. Humble brag. <laughs> we're really good on the dance floor. So that's really why we get invited to a lot of weddings. Not because people really care about this, but because we can get that party started. That's right. Come on. <laughs> I mean, if you're out there, Hero Makers, we'd love to come to your wedding. Yeah, we you would know? come to your Just wedding. Invite and, us. And we would get that dance party going. That's right. A hundred mile <laughs> radius of Nashville, please. Yeah. And thank yeah. you. Or pay for our plane tickets. Yeah, either way. But we've been to a lot of weddings. We have. Yeah. And so, yes, I have a, uh, I have a story and I'm sure hero makers, you probably all have a wedding toast story where you're like, oh man. So I had a friend in high school 
I will not say his name on the podcast. And he and I were good friends. We were never in a relationship together, but really good friends. And so he invited me to his wedding. I went back to Tucson, Arizona, where this wedding took place. And it is time for him to give his toast to his new bride. Mm-hmm. And I believe that there were probably a few drinks that happened before the toast. <laughs> and so, and it's warm outside. It's Arizona, you know, so, you know, the, these are factors and layers. You're building up a lot of excuses for him <laughs> and I can already tell where this is going. Okay, go on, go on. <laughs> and so, so he starts his toast and he is talking about how when he was growing up, he really had a big crush on me. No. And he thought that he was never going to find anyone like me. He has everyone sitting around the tables. Look at me. He points at me. He's like, there she is. No. Isn't she so beautiful, everyone? (laughs) And I'm just, I'm just like, oh my, what is happening? I don't even know. How do I make it stop? No. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is not good. This is, I'm distracting everyone from the point. And he's like, but but I found her and there she is, my beautiful bride. And then he speaks for a, a long time about his bride. But I didn't hear any words that he was saying after that because I was just like, oh, I can't be this person at this oh, wedding no. anymore. Like, well, I can feel everybody's judgment at me. Like, what is this? Anyway, so so after the speech is over, even the the mother-in-law, she she comes around, she's greeting everyone, you know, she's greeting people that she knows by name and then she gets to me and she's like, "And you're April." <laughs> and I'm like, "Hi. Yes. I am." Uh, I, I'm sweating for you. Like I'm literally sweating for you right now. Oh, so painful. That no, that is not good. And <laughs> Painful all around, I feel like. I'm literally not even going to top that. Like, that's just like, I'm not that, like, normally I'd be like, oh, and I have a story. And I'm like, no, nope, we're just going to sit in that uncomfortable for a while because that, I'm sweating for you right now because that, I cannot. Oh, I would I would be under that table so yeah. fast. Yeah. Yeah. If he hadn't pointed to me, <laughs> yeah. I that's Would've, where I was headed. They, I can imagine like the spotlight yeah. like goes to your table. Yeah, exactly. It's like, DJ, put the spotlight on April. Oh my gosh. I mean, I mean, you, there are a lot of things that you can say before you pivot to your bride, but you should not say I was in love with this woman but no. couldn't get her. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. And then yeah. <laughs> I've been in so many situations like that. Like I deal, I mean, the reason I'm sweating right now listening to that story is because I'm a very empathetic person. And so I feel secondhand embarrassment more than I feel my own embarrassment. I think like, so when I'm ever watching somebody on a stage and they are bombing, you know, whether it's a speech or comedy or anything, I start to shrink. Like I start sweating for them. And I've seen it over and over again. (laughs) We've all seen them. We've all seen it where people get up on stage. It's why I think, I mean, I would say, you know, they say that public speaking is like one of the top fears. And depending on who you ask, you know, they used to say people feared public speaking more than death. Now, 
I don't think that's probably actually true. I don't but, know. <laughs> I feel like it could be true. Well, but so many of us have seen situations like that. Yeah. And I think even at times we've been in situations like that where we're giving speeches that, you know, are not going the way that we had wanted. <laughs> yeah. Well, people really don't know what to say, where mm-hmm. to start, how long they should talk. I you know, people are just cobbling these things together unless they are a professional communicator. Yeah. And so many of you hero makers out there, you're in that same boat whenever you're working on any kind of speech or something that you're going to say in front of an audience. Our story brand clients go through the entire story brand framework. And of course, the story brand framework is the framework that powers all of your marketing messaging and shows you how to invite your customers into a compelling story by identifying their problem, positioning yourself as the guide, calling them to action to buy your product or service, and then clearly showing how it can help them avoid failure and achieve success, transforming them into the hero of the story. I've I've watched people walk through that process, and then the instant they are creating a website headline or a speech or something, they go off script immediately because that's just how we're wired, I guess, as humans. That's why going through this process is so important again and again and again, because you you can add distracting information in in an instant. Yeah, yeah. And we want to get on stage and we want to be impressive. Yeah. Like that's really what it boils down to is we want to impress people and get on stage. We want people to like us. Yeah. And I think where people get it wrong is they think the way to impress people is to be super funny or to start out with something that is like out there and a funny story about me that gets people interested in what I'm talking about or interested in me more particular as the speaker. And that is a huge mistake. If you get up and try to be impressive, you're not going to be impressive. But if you actually get up and follow a framework, which is what we're going to be talking about today of how to get up in front of people and give a speech in front of any audience, doesn't matter what kind of audience you're getting in front of. If you actually approach it from the perspective of that, the audience is the hero of what you're about to do and you are their guide, it will change everything. It will change everything. And what will happen is you will deliver valuable information. You will get people engaged in the story. You will make compelling arguments and shift minds and hearts. And that will be what's impressive. But for you hero makers, what we're specifically talking about today is when you're getting ready to talk about your product or service, or you're getting up on stage to share your expertise with an audience, you don't want to start out by going, I want to be impressive. If you start out by saying, I want to be impressive, you're not going to be. No, what you want is for people to take action at the end of your speech. You want them to either applaud and love the bride or you want them to actually buy your product and service. Yeah. And this is key. And so today what we're going to do is actually give you some really basic tips on how to craft a speech that will be impressive and that will give value to the audience. And so the first thing we would say, I mean, we're just going to give you a few things to think about and include in your speech as you're getting ready to do any kind of presentation. I don't care if you're doing it 
in your own office to your team. I don't care if you're in front of thousands of people. Here's the things that you want to think about. And it really is all based in the story brand framework, right? So the first thing is identify that your audience is the hero of this story. The speech you're about to give is not about you. It is about them. And so in order to make it about them, you have to start out by identifying what is a problem that they're experiencing that I can help solve. But specifically, what is the problem they're experiencing? Why, JJ, would we start with the problem instead of what they want? Because in the story brand framework, we always say to the hero makers, all right, so first define what they want and then move on to the problem. But why in a speech is it really good to start with the problem? We always say that the problem is the hook of the story. When you get to in a movie, a movie does not get good until the main character experiences a problem. When you're giving a speech that's going to be 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, you don't have time to waste at the beginning. You have to hook the audience quick. And the way that you hook them quick and make them pay attention is by talking about their problem. And what that really does is it grounds everything you're about to say in their story. So instead of walking up on stage and going, you know, man, I just flew in from Wisconsin. Boy, are my arms tired, you know, like, <laughs> or like, you know, a crazy story about something that ju you just experienced. Unless that specifically has to do with the problem that you're about to solve for the audience, don't do it. Don't do it. In fact, I don't even introduce myself when I get up on stage. I don't get up and go, hi, I'm Dr. JJ Peterson. So great to be here. I am the head of story brand and I'm one of the co-hosts on the Marketing Made Simple podcast. No, I don't say that. If I'm on that stage, it means that I have been given the authority to be there by the, by the promoters of the event, by the organizers of the event. So I already have the authority. Somebody else probably introduced me yes. or they should introduce me before I get up. I don't need to introduce myself. They don't need to know all that information about me. They just need to know why they need to pay attention. And the only reason they need to pay attention is if I can solve a problem for them. So after you've hooked the audience with a problem, made them actually stop down and focus on this problem because they have a million problems going on in their lives that they have to try to solve throughout the day, but they have limited bandwidth. They have limited calories that they're willing to burn to do this. But when you have a captive audience and you say, hey, this is a problem that you're experiencing, it makes everybody go, oh, yeah. Oh, I guess I do need to focus on that problem. And now that you've got them hooked, what's next? You ramp up the problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so you talk about the problem and then you go, but it's worse. You literally go, but it's worse than that. So for us, if I'm on stage, I might start out a speech by saying, so many companies waste millions of dollars every year on marketing that doesn't work. Which is how our story brand keynote starts. Yeah, every that's time. how I start every time. I don't introduce myself. I walk up and say that. Then I go, it's worse than that. It's we're wasting time. We're wasting money. It's so frustrating because you just feel like you're guessing at what's going to work. So name the problem, then ramp up the problem. Do both of those things to start your speech. Then comes the bulk of your speech, which is where you're delivering the value or the solution to solve that problem, right? So for us, then what I do when I'm giving keynote is then I go into 
how the story brand framework solves that. Now, there can be some other stories in their illustrations that really ramp it all up and make it really drive home the points to people. But in just a general outline, you want to go talk about the problem, ramp up the problem, then deliver your value. If you are going to tell a story, a great story to tell would be the time that you had that actual problem or a customer that has had that problem, because then it makes it human, you know, for people. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you for painting a real life person that is having this struggle, whether it be external, internal inside of them or or philosophical giving it a human name and a human face it helps people really feel like oh yeah i'm i'm going to be even more engaged with this story because i bet that that person solved their problem yeah and don't tell any stories that don't have to do with those two things mm. either the problem that your audience is experiencing or your solution you may have the funniest story or like that guy at the wedding he may have this weird fact about the fact that he was obsessed with you <laughs> <laughs> right but it didn't actually contribute to moving the speech forward and so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if it can make people laugh it doesn't matter if it's shocking leave it out if it doesn't have to do with the problem your audience is experiencing or your solution solution, don't tell it. Don't That's right. stay focused. That is what will make you impressive. Not the funny story, the fact that you're actually delivering value. Then after you've talked about the problem, delivered your solution, then what you want to do is so what? So what does this mean? What am I supposed to do with this information? You want to include a call to action. So you want to give them something specific they're supposed to do with the information you just gave them. Now, if you're selling your own products or services, then it should be go to the website, download this video, uh, get this PDF, something really, really clear, go buy this now. But if you're just giving kind of an overall talk about how to be a better human, still give a call to action. What's the one thing I'm supposed to walk out of here and do? Give that to me. That will help solidify the story in me and give me some Something to engage in as I move forward. So that call to action is really important. And guess what? It's probably going to show up again at the end of your speech. But before you call them to action again, you are going to paint what their life can look like if that problem that you started with actually gets resolved. Show them what the promised land looks like. Show them how you've led other people through getting rid of this problem so that they can have that in their life too. And then hit them with the call to action again, because that call to action is the will you marry me moment. It's the, <laughs> we use that will you marry me. And of course this episode's all about <laughs> a wedding toast. Anyway, the call to action is the, all right, are you going to move forward? Are you actually going to spend some calories, get some skin in the game to get rid of this problem and experience this success? If you don't call people to action again, they might not remember what they're supposed to do. Yeah. So that simple formula, we know that there is a lot more to giving a speech and being prepared. But for you, when you're thinking about what the actual speech is going to be, you want to write down and think about what is the problem my audience is experiencing? How can I make that sound a little bit worse? Not by lying or you know, exaggerating, no. <laughs> but really just like digging into the, here's the problem. And that means this, which is actually pretty bad. 
but here's your solution delivering value. And what are you supposed to do with that? Here's your call to action. Here's the one thing. And if you do act, this is what life can be like. Life can be amazing. Imagine a world where all of your problems are solved. And so then you close one more time with, so act. Problem, deliver value, call to action, cast a vision of success, call to action. That is your strategy for creating a speech that will be impressive. And it really is that simple. That's what, you know, people want to overcomplicate it and be, are very terrified of this. And I get it. I get it. (laughs) Being on a stage can be very nerve wracking. And I've spoken hundreds, if not thousands of times at this point. And I'm still nervous every single time I walk on stage. I really am. But when you understand how to connect with an audience by making them the hero of the story, you're going to win. You're going to win. The idea of planning a wedding is just stressful. (laughs) You've got to have a wedding coordinator who figures out like who's gonna sit at what table and when is the DJ gonna show up and is the cake gonna arrive on time and what time do we bring out those hors d'oeuvres? Planning like the whole event can just be incredibly overwhelming, especially when Uncle Jerry is allergic to shellfish, right? (laughs) So you've got to have a way of figuring out how to keep all of the details in one place, get everybody organized so your entire team that's putting on your wedding can work together. Well, it's the same thing when you're creating marketing campaigns, right? There are all of these details that have to come together to make sure that you get the right customers, connect with them at the right time, and build a marketing campaign that works. And you can do that with HubSpot. HubSpot allows you to keep every customer in mind with dedicated marketing collaboration and SEO tools that help you optimize your website and your overall campaign so everything goes off without a hitch. With team collaboration tools like integrated marketing calendars and in-app commenting, everybody's on the same page. With HubSpot's SEO recommendations, you can easily identify website issues and optimize your pages to get more traffic. If you don't hire a wedding coordinator, for your big day. It just makes so much work for you and you're probably going to drop some details. Well, it's the exact same thing with HubSpot. Learn how your business can grow better with ease at HubSpot.com. JJ, you know who I love? Who? Well, you, but also (laughs) our StoryBrand Certified Guide community. Yes, I love our guides so much. A group of them recently got together and they were working on their businesses. They were working on their clients' businesses and we were tagged on LinkedIn. Yes. And I've got to read you what Debbie Girardi said. Yes. Okay, so Debbie Girardi, she's one of our guides and she said, this is already the best most productive, affirmational, and inspirational week. And we're only midway through. Every time I've heard Donald Miller, JJ Peterson, and April Sunshine Hawkins proclaim, Story Brand Marketing Guides are the best marketers in the world. I'd roll my eyes at such a hyperbolic sounding cheesy sales stick. (laughs) (laughs) But this past year, as a Story Brand Guide has validated the substance behind that claim. 
The daily virtual interactions within our broader story brand community have been a hundred times my wildest expectations when I took the story brand certification leap exactly a year ago. This is the tribe I've been seeking for so long. I am profoundly grateful for you all. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And it's so true. We hear that over and over and and it's not hyperbolic. I mean, it really is like, it's not shtick. Really, the Story Brand Certified Guides are the best marketers in the yeah. world, and it's the best community. Yes. It really is the best community. And if you are an independent marketer, an agency, a designer, a copywriter, and you have been kind of going through this process alone, our Story Brand Guide certification is for you. We actually have a training coming up on May 10th through the 13th. Just go to storybrand.com slash guide, and you can apply to be a part of the May 2022 training. So go to storybrand.com slash guide and apply today for the May 10th through the 13th certification training. It's going to be amazing. And now back to the show. We also have some other tips today to help you win. I had the opportunity to talk with StoryBrand Certified Guide, Jeff Craven. And Jeff really works with a lot of speakers to help them prepare to be on stage. Give some really practical tips of how to get ready to be in that room. We've given you a framework for the content you're going to deliver, but Jeff really talks about what is the mindset you need to get in and what types of things do you need to think about before you even walk on the stage. So this is, I, I know you're going to love this interview with StoryBrand Certified Guide, Jeff Craven. So many people are terrified to do public speaking, right? It's one of the highest fears people have. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we want to give people some tips that can really just take them to the next level when it comes to their speaking. But you really help speakers become professional in the, like whatever context they're in and really elevate their speaking abilities and their content. What are just like three things that they can think about as they're preparing for speech or getting ready to get up on stage, content, all of that, that they can use to really elevate their own speaking? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned it before people, when they start out a speech, it, they're terrified, right? So they're in a very emotional state. And that's a very difficult state to start in when you're trying to put down the, the substance of the speech. So what I've come up with is you basically a way to fight fire with fire. So you're going to start with the emotion. So a speech is a performance, plain and simple. And there are two parts of a performance. There's the substance and there's the experience. So in a play, the, the, the substance would be, you know, the actual script would be the the set, it would be, you know, the costumes. But then there's there's also the experience of what it's what happens to your audience. And if something, you know, you go to any kind of performance, right, and you judge it by how it made you feel. Like if it makes you happy or sad or, you know, elated or whatever, you're like, wow, that was so great. So that's your audience is expecting that even if they don't realize it, right? So if you start with that experience what's what's the experience you want them to have it's it's kind of like having the picture on the the front of the puzzle box right you, you it's almost impossible to do a puzzle without the picture on the puzzle box 
that this is like giving yourself that picture on the puzzle box and something to shoot for. Does that make sense? Totally. Because I think that's important for people to understand is I think a lot of times you get ready to go up on stage and we want to quote unquote, impress people, right? Like that's with, that's as a speaker, that's kind of the first goal, but really understanding this speech is not about you. It's about your audience and it's about their experience. So who do you in some ways need to become right in order to help them experience that? And it's, that's so important because, you know, it might be, you might be in front of a hype crowd or you might be in front of a heartfelt crowd. Right. Right. <laughs> and if you go into a heartfelt crowd and you are hype, or if you go into a hype crowd and are heartfelt, it, it, they're looking for a different experience and you have to understand what you're stepping into. Now, it doesn't mean you totally change your personality or anything, but really it says, this is about the audience. So what's the next tip that you have for our listeners? So digging deeper into that experience, um, this is probably my favorite kind of tactic, you know, strategy is to imagine, imagine what someone, when someone comes up to you at the end of the speech and they're shaking your hand, what are they saying to you? Like, what could they say to you that would just tell you you nailed it? What would put a smile on your face for a month? So, you know, th- this is where you really want to imagine what that response is. And it, so it could be something like, hey, you really challenged me. Um, you really challenged my assumptions, right? Or you really helped me feel like I'm not the only one that's anxious about losing a relative. I'm, you know, it, any, whatever it is, you know, what, what kind of, again, it's digging down deeper and what kind of experience you want them to have. And if you can, I promise this is like, this is as woo-woo as it gets, but it really is great. It really works. If you can get that, you'd be amazed at how many ideas start to flow in what you're going to say and what the substance is going to be. I think that's so important because really it's a great visualization tool, right? So visualization to help you kind of focus your mind and imagine and really almost create that in the story brand framework, we say like the happy ending, right? Create that climactic scene at the end of a movie. What does success look like for your audience? Well, success looks like for your audience, this idea that they were changed or they were challenged or they were equipped, right? And then if you can make that really visual and specific in your mind, mind that this is what they will say based on that challenge or the tools they've been given or the the heartfelt experience they had when you can actually visualize that and make it specific it really helps you in many ways just calm down because you know that there can be a happy ending to this story to this experience. But the other thing is it keeps you focused on your message, right? So you may have kind of a really funny story that is fantastic that kills at parties. But if that doesn't actually lead your audience to that moment of change and inspiration, then it shouldn't be in your speech. You got to leave it out because now you know what the end should look like. And when you start with the end in mind, it really helps you create an amazing speech along the way. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you have a ton more tips, but give us one more that our audience can really kind of grab onto for their next speaking engagement. Yeah. So the next thing I would say was would be really nail down your uniquely relevant point of view. So, you know, there's a reason that you were asked to speak. And I'll give you an example. I had a friend who was putting I was helping him put a speech together. And he like he came in kind of with some like kind of some uh, imposter syndrome, you know, like what 
what kind of authority do I have? So he's wanting to draw from the authority of just well-known figures that aren't really connected to him. But I said, wait, slow down a minute. He has a, po- he has a podcast and he interviews leaders in the hospitality business. So his unique point of view is that he can aggregate all this wisdom from these guests that these have. No one else can do this. Again, let's just go back to the experience. His audience's experience is expecting to have some sort of experience with him because of his specific position. Oh, 100%. And when you can find that, it doesn't have to be this groundbreaking, world-shaking you know, right. thing that is going to make you famous. And all of a sudden, you're going to be on the Today Show and all these things. No, no. Be confident that nobody else has your voice. You have a unique perspective and a unique experience that is important for the world to hear. Jeff, I I love this conversation. I love this conversation. And I know that you have a lot of other tips for people and ways that they can kind of focus in on their speeches and make them more effective. But these three things today, I think, are so important. And I love the last one in particular, where you just said, be you. Be you. Don't afraid. Don't be afraid to be you and bring your unique perspective. I love it so much. Jeff, thank you for being here and thank you for sharing with our listeners on how they can up their game when it comes to their speaking. Jeff, thank you so much for sharing how before people even start thinking about what the content is going to be of their speech, the three things that they really need to do to set a solid foundation to get in that room and deliver heavy, heavy value. Thank you so much for that. And if you are stuck trying to figure out how to apply the StoryBrand framework into your marketing or your speeches, you can hire a StoryBrand certified guide like Jeff Craven. Just go to marketingmadesimple.com to hire a guide that will show you how to clarify your message, create a great speech, and marketing that works. Well, Hero Makers, it's time to apply everything you learned with this week's actionable step. A practical step from today's conversation you can immediately use to shape your marketing and clarify your message. For so many of us, getting up in front of an audience, being on a stage, or even just standing up in a meeting or (laughs) these days on a Zoom call and talking can feel really overwhelming. And it feels like there's a lot of pressure that we need to be impressive, that we need to be funny, that we need to do all of these things whenever we stand up and speak. But I love what Jeff said is that Every time that you get up and give a speech or give a talk or lead a meeting, you're bringing your unique perspective, and that alone is valuable. So just start from that place. Know that your stories, your expertise, your perspective is different than everyone else's, and that gives you value when you walk into a room. So start from there. Then what you need to do is recognize that your audience, whoever you're speaking to, is the hero of your talk. Whatever you're about to say, whatever advice you're about to give, whatever perspective you're bringing, understand that they have problems that they want to solve and you have the ability to offer value that can help them solve those problems. That makes them the hero. And when you position yourself as a guide with empathy, understanding those problems, feeling those problems, and then bringing some authority to the table, bringing some value that can help them solve that problem, you're going to win. And one of the coolest things is that audience wants you to win. 
They want you to succeed. They are rooting for you. So many times we get up on stage, we feel like we're almost in an adversarial relationship with the audience. You're not. They want you to win because they want you to give them something that is going to help them in their own lives. They are the hero of their story. And this is an opportunity for you to play the guide. So always, always, whenever you're giving a speech, know that your audience is dealing with a problem and you want to identify with that problem right off the bat when you get up on a stage. Name the problem they're experiencing. Offer value to them. Show them how that problem can be solved. Call them to action. Cast a vision for what life can be like after they have taken action and then call them to action one more time. When you do that, you will play the guide in their story and they will become the heroes. That's all for this week's episode of Marketing Made Simple. Thank you so much for listening and believing like us that your marketing should be easy and it should work. Follow Marketing Made Simple wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review the show, letting us know how these tips are clarifying your message and growing your business. We'll see you next week.